0: Hey guys, another COVID-19 episode coming up here, uh, mostly a general discussion episode. It's uh, got a lot of heart, a lot of feels, a lot of back and forth on you know whether we should be staying open or not. We've got a spread of people who are staying open and staying closed on the show here, given all their points. Um, I want to make it really clear that we are not experts. <laughs> we are not making an official recommendation, even if we each have our own opinions on whether people should be staying open or closed. Uh, We, again, are not experts and please don't rely on this show specifically. Um, I guess this is a liability waiver I'm kind of trying to put out there right now. Um, So, you know, make up your own choice and definitely follow the law and the government as it puts out its statements and, and, uh, you know, whether it's federal or local, you need to focus on that first or listen to that first uh but hopefully we'll we'll provide a little bit of heart and a little bit of levity as well as we oftentimes do in this episode and um I also want to give you a heads up that later on uh there is a snippet from a nurse who uh practices um medical care around potential COVID-19 patients and her husband actually has been working with COVID-19 patients. Uh, there's a baby crying during this interview. Um, and so there, it might be a little bit tough to hear uh, during certain segments. Uh, if you find it really interesting, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, cool insights and things to kind of weigh about whether, you know, you should keep your center open or not. Um, and if it's, uh, if you're a baby, I don't even hear babies anymore, but if you do hear a baby or if that, uh, you know, is, is rough for your ears. It's okay to skip forward and, and just hear the, the wrap up of the show as well. We've got about, you know, 10, 15 more minutes of conversation after we, after we play that audio. I want to give a shout out to Float Helm, of course. Uh, float Helm is how we're communicating during our closure. So the float shop has decided to close uh, during this time. And uh, as of the recording of this, I believe every float center in Portland has officially closed and put out a statement. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Of course, it's already been 12 hours, so it's totally out of date because everything's changed. But yeah, I've, everybody's officially put out their statements um, and is closed for now. And uh, yeah, just, just a while. <laughs> Wild time. Anyway, Float Helm is how we're communicating. People are logging in remotely and able to talk about, um, you know, there are a few things about care for the float tanks, and we're setting things up like that, but also uh, filing for unemployment, things like that. These conversations, you know, um, financial resources are a constant discussion. And so Float Helm is this really great way where we can send direct messages to each other. We can check in logbook, all of that stuff. It's uh, really amazing. Um, my guess is they could still give you a free tour right now. Uh, they that is online. They're not coming to your house, so uh, you could still go uh, get in contact with them, meet them on Skype or Zoom, and you know, we'll find out if uh, Float Helm is a good fit for you. So Floathelm.com is where you want to go to schedule your free tour and just find out everything that Float Helm can do for your business. It's it's really incredible. And I've said before, you know, the Float Shop has used it partially, uh, and now we've fully moved over to it because they can really just take everything everything that the shop needs, including massage and acupuncture for us. All right, guys, enjoy uh, spending some time with us and the float community here. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. I am very excited to be talking to the float community today. It's a pretty special episode. It's pretty wild. Uh, It's all about connection right now, communicating with everybody, staying in touch. And man, what an interesting time to be in the float industry. Anyway, I'm Dylan. I'm one of your co-hosts here. I co-own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my beautiful, intelligent, Absolutely incredible wife. Oh, oh, who happens to actually be here tonight? Uh, Sandra Palm. Hi, Sandra. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Good to uh, be here. She might be popping in and out a little bit here as uh, she's also in, child, in charge of childcare. care. Um, the float shop is closed. We decided to uh, shut down early. Um, I believe it was Monday night, and we are closed at least through April 1st. There's potential that we could open before that, and there's uh, a very high likelihood that we can extend that as well.
1: This is Kim Hannon. Um, I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in southern Indiana. And we are also closed currently. We closed um, a little bit early Monday evening. Um, not by choice. We, we had some cancellations, so we got to go home a little bit early. But um, did some ozone therapy or ozone purification in the center and then uh, headed out. And then uh, went in today to shut the place down. So um, hopefully we'll reopen April 1st, but we'll see.
2: And this is Drew from New Hampshire Float in New Hampshire, and I, hi, and I am currently. um, Tuesdays were closed. Wednesday we had one appointment; they canceled, so I blocked the rest of the day off. I haven't officially announced that we're closed, but I have um, blocked off everything available for the next week. And I'm actually currently debating when I call. I'm going to call people tomorrow and give them the option. I think, although it depends what we talk about tonight, and how I feel after this, but um, I'm thinking I'm just going to give the people who are there the option. If they want to come in and float, I'll let them float unless the state says otherwise, but that's kind of my thought at the moment. And we'll talk more about that, I guess. Cool.
3: Hi, this is Gloria Morris with float 60 and <clears throat> we had closed our two Chicago locations yesterday. We closed one of our other locations today. So we only have one open right now. And uh, it's been a really, really tough decision making process.
0: Wowza. Yeah. All right. So we've we've kind of covered the board here tonight.
1: Can I just say what a difference it is from I mean, we met last week and had Jason McDonald and like how positive I think we all left that discussion and like feeling really, really confident, really good. And then now we realize like it's so much bigger than just is it safe to come to our centers or not like this is just so much bigger than that now. And Can you elaborate I, on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just blown away by like how the world just feels so different. I I told my husband like I feel like we're just like swimming through jello, you know everything mm-hmm. is just surreal, uncertain and you know i mean last week our our discussion was really just so focused on the specifics of disinfection what are we doing to you know protect our place and i feel like really the big message right now is not just to protect our individual centers and our clients within those centers but looking out for the greater good and kind of zooming out and looking at this as like what is happening across the globe not just in our individual city or with our specific clients or things like that so i think that discussion is starting to really like get loud. Um, yes. You know? And, and I think that just shifted my perspective so, so much whenever I started looking so much like more than just what my clients need. And yes, they need stress relief, but what society re- needs right now is to get in front of this bullet. You know? Yeah. yeah last I've, week, I, oh, yeah.
2: sorry, go ahead. Gloria, mm-hmm. last week I felt almost a, a defiance to everything that was going on. Like, You know, when we're living in such a world where when it's not in front of you, it doesn't mean as much, and I truly believe we're desensitized to a lot of things just because we can see so much negativity online, and um, I think it makes you think that out of sight, out of mind, and when you can't see the direct effect of it, there's a defiance of like, oh, I'm not going to change my normal life, but I agree with Kim that it seems as though it has gotten to a much more serious point, and there's much Bigger things involved and it's pretty serious like the world might never be the same again you know we don't know what's going forward and um you know we have to kind of think about other people and not just the bottom line like we're all going to be in trouble here but now we need to protect human lives right
0: and and uh that's a really interesting way to put it drew uh, i feel like that's actually really accurate for a, a lot of people like and, and, and you can switch over by all means, but like this defiance of like, no, I'm going to keep living my life the same way. And I, wow, that, thanks for sharing that. That was really cool. Yeah,
4: uh, absolutely. Particularly in this period where we feel we, we, we really don't see what it is that's happening yet. And um, what we're doing now is to prevent, hopefully, some of those things from happening. And hopefully, um, if we do it all right, then we won't see that. Uh, reality hit, but all predictions show that we're going to no matter what um, at
3: this point. And all we can do is reduce that impact. Mm-hmm. Difficult. I was thinking today, many times the vision of a lens came into my head because last week we were looking at it so closely and the cleaning and we were talking about the contact time. And that seemed like our biggest problem right. yes. at the time. Yes. And then like middle of the week, I I got a little bit more aware of the impact that it was having on the industry. So I, I, I really just started to think about all the float centers and what would we do and how is this, how is this changing? And as it was changing, I was thinking that, and then, wow, globally today, I'm thinking about how many people have died in Italy. I was thinking about relatives I have in Italy. I mean, just everything, everything just got really, really far away but so close at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's been a tough, tough day, tough week. And, you know, thank goodness we're all here breathing normally. And I'm trying to stay focused on the fact that we're healthy right now.
1: Right. Whenever I announced that we were closing, you know, I shared a story um, with our guests because my uh, stepdad is still in the ICU. He's been in the ICU now for almost three weeks. And, um, He was recently, and it's for an unrelated issue, um, but he's, you know, obviously critical condition. And he was moved to another wing of the hospital because there was someone coming in that they believed had COVID-19. And so he was the most critical on the wing. So they moved him to an entirely different wing of the hospital. And I remember just being really, really grateful um, that that was an option. And the only reason that was an option was because the hospital there has not been overrun yet because it hasn't hit that area of Tennessee, you know, that hard just yet. Um, And that's when I realized, like, this isn't about, you know, me. It's not about my clients who are coming into the center. Yes, we all need stress relief. Yes, keeping our stress levels down is going to help boost immunity. But the more of us who are out and about and interacting with each other and going on with – And I won't even say our daily lives because I don't think that's possible for really anybody at this point. But I think the more of us who are trying to just be out there doing things, the more we're putting other people at risk. And, you know, that's whenever I started really thinking about, like, maybe we should close soon. You know, if you remember on the last episode, like, I was... I was really hesitant to even put out a message about, you know, sanitization and like what we're doing for disinfection procedures and things. And um, it didn't take long for that message to turn around. And then, you know, Graham and I went around and around. Uh, For those who don't know, Graham's my husband and he co-owns. And he's primarily at the center more than I am. But yesterday we started the conversation early in the morning and said, you know what, we need to make a call by the end of the day today. Let's just see how the day unfolds. And we talked no fewer than 20 times throughout the day calling each other and just saying, Hey, here's what's going on. What do you think about this? Okay. We need to stay open. And then the next Hmm. conversation we got to close. Okay. But when, wait, you know what? No, we need to stay open. People need us. And like we were back and forth all throughout the day. And I think the big, uh, big thing that really shifted me is thinking about what's going on with, you know, people who have uh, compromised immune systems, thinking about what's going on with my stepdad but then we had a guest who scheduled one of our members works at a local casino, oh, and wow. the first case of COVID nineteen in our uh, county was someone who works at the local casino. Oh, and wow. so my member, whether he's been in, in fact, you know, in touch with this person or not, or whatever, I'm questioning: has he been around it? Like the right. facility has obviously been exposed. Oh, yeah, very and that fair is, question. Think about the crowds there. But what got me was I realized. We need to call this guy and tell him, no, he can't come in. But wait a minute, can, can, can we single him out? Like, is it okay for us to single him out? Because we know yeah, where he works, but I we don't, don't know. know where everybody else works. We don't know who right. they're interacting with. And, and so that's when we were just like, you know what, we just need to, like, be done. To call it and say, we need to shut down. We all need to just take care of each other from the, the bigger Stance here, and um, we we made that hard call, and then called everybody today and canceled all of our books for the rest of the month. You know, and we just don't know.
0: Sandra, did that sound familiar at all? What she was describing with her husband?
4: Yeah, that's exactly what Dylan and I have been doing: walking around the house, um, debating it back and forth. You know, here's this perspective, here's that perspective. Um, And really, I feel like he and I, you know, like usual, we're really on the same page and and trying to share with each other our thoughts and, you know, we're each reading things and trying to do our research as well as we can and make the best call we can together along the way. And it really has been, just like you said, um, you know, at least 20 conversations throughout the day. And by yesterday morning, um, I felt like I was just waiting for him to wake up in the morning to say, we've got to close and um, and um, and then as soon as you know we were up together for the morning then we did it um, we made that call. it was hard to do um, but it just was becoming abundantly clear that we had to that there was um, too much risk of people getting in touch with each other on their way in and we, yeah. we couldn't know who was coming from where and are we exposing our employees? Yes. We wanted to stay at home and quarantine ourselves inside. So how could we possibly expect our employees not to?
0: That, that was a big one for me was we had been quarantined for several days. And, you know, we've got grandpa who comes by every single morning for a couple hours and spends time with that little baby making all those adorable sounds. Um, that certainly weren't hurting your eardrums at all, slamming those cups on the counter. Um, but, uh, you know, it comes by all the time. And we're saying, no, you can't visit. You know, he just retired. This is his favorite time of the day. And he can't come by. We're not seeing our neighbors. Our, the kids have to stay in their yard, all this stuff. Um, and then I go into work at the float shop for a small shift. And all of a sudden I'm seeing people touch something twice. I'm seeing, you know, two two different people touch something and I'm seeing us, okay, we, we have the water and the tea in the back room. It's no longer accessible, but is are you turning that knob? Are you wearing gloves while you're doing that? Every single time, like all these questions, should we not be doing tea and water at all? And then I go on a break and I go to the store. I'm touching the credit card machine. Nobody nobody cleaned that right before I touched it. Quick wipe. I see the guy do two spritzes yeah. on the conveyor belt, barely touches the thing. No and... contact time. Come on. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> well, he didn't wipe it down, so I guess that was good. Oh. Just put your groceries on the wet spots here. <laughs> it was so half-assed. And and I don't I don't blame the guy. He's not he doesn't do a weekly podcast on running a, a grocery store. Like, you know, we we're we're a different industry and we hold ourselves to a different standard. But it really woke me up to like Wow, nobody else is holding themselves to this standard. No matter what kind of insulary, sanitary bubble we keep ourselves in, we are then inviting people to transport, to grab a snack, to do all these things just coming in or then leaving the float shop. And then I've got employees coming in. They're going to go on breaks. They need to take the bus to get in. There are all these public environments that they're experiencing. And all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute. And, And I'm like stressed out. And I'm talking to customers and I'm realized like I'm not coming across cool. Not like my normal, like I think I'm good with people. I think I'm a good representation of the float shop. I was like, oh wow, we should have the other employee be the face right now. Cause I'm not really coming across as a super cool guy. I actually hadn't talked to Sandra about that part yet. Um, but, uh, um, when I left, I, I, yeah, I, um, came back with a really different point of view. And so when Sandra the next day wanted to close down, she didn't have to convince me at all. I was right there with her. Um, it was just all then the, the little tidbits about it. And of course, employees right like i couldn't sleep my second year my first year i've talked about this before was not being able to sleep at night because of the business whether it's going to make it or not and then my second year was about wow we support livelihoods now and i need to be able to pay these people and it's a lot of that of like wow these people rely on us to function you know to to pay rent to eat all this stuff and And now i have
4: 14 people now 14 14, including
0: lmt's yeah
4: right because we have such a large staff it was it just, you know paralyzing but also we knew we had to
0: and then part of it i think is also we're like the government uh, we think is going to be there for us because a lot of people have to make this choice it's not we're just in the standalone situation uh, like the country okay. the world is making these choices right now and i really gotta hope that local governments make the right choices and ideally national governments are going to make the right choices here and i've already seen some things that that give me hope and i've seen things that that give me less hope so we'll we'll see what happens but ooh, boy um one of the great things is that employees can file for unemployment right now and so and, and we actually just had a team meeting right before this um and ironically enough, we did have a conversation with Dana Heifel, who opens, uh, who has a float center here in Portland. I'll share a little bit more about that in a moment. Um, but we just had an employee meeting um, where Sandra was expressing, like, laying you off does not feel good. That never felt like a choice I would
2: want to make. Dylan, other um, uh, float centers? There's a bunch in Portland. Are, are they all closing? So yeah, Portland shut down. Urban Float is
0: either closed or closing as well. Sorry, I don't have perfect tabs on everything going on. There's a lot going on internally um, with family and business as well. But um, they actually got um, word from their local governing body that they can actually stay open um, to help people during this time. As long as they're doing things like Six Foot Rule, things like that, um, they do have permission to stay open, which is really interesting. Um, And I think you know, I don't think this podcast is designed to tell people to close. You know, even though that's the choice a lot of us have made, it is a choice each of you gets to make individually based on your situations. And so, um, oh, they're also opening at noon. Um, so you know, they have they're open later. They're only going to have one person on shift. There's, uh, you know, limited floats. There's a lot of things that Urban Float is going to be doing to minimize uh, the number of people in the lobby, points of contact. Um, cleanliness is extremely important, obviously, and just allowing time for that cleanliness to happen. Um, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Enzo is closing or is closed. Uh, Float North, uh, behind the scenes, I found out, is closing. The email hasn't gone out just yet. And then um, uh, Float On privately has messaged me that they're closing as well. Um, and I'll need to get verification from them to announce that as well because uh, I don't know if this will be coming ahead of the curve or not. Uh, so, yeah, it's a really wild time. Um, I think it's interesting. You know, Portland was one of the first places to get uh, a patient, a, a COVID-19 patient. And um, so I feel like we're a little bit ahead of, like, people being afraid of it and the response and all of that, uh, where I think other places other country, places in the country are a little bit more like, that's somewhere else. You know, it hasn't hit us yet. So, um I like that we are this is personal. my personal feeling is I like that we are a you know kind of somewhat united front of closing down is better for the health of the community um, again i don 't want to say that that is what you you know whether it 's you drew or anybody listening to the show has to do or should do, or that I have any feelings about you doing that at all with that being said, on a personal level, I like that we're united we are a united front hashtag flatten the curve you know it's 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 a meme it's silly maybe it isn't silly but it is real you know over capacity of these hospitals is a real thing i like personally being on the side of over caution of, of being um on the side of oh that was a big issue that we didn't have to be so cautious um and we save lives as as opposed to these ridiculous numbers that are co- projections that are coming out of the number total number of deaths that are possible, these worst case scenarios. Um, I'd way rather be on the side of, you know, if being a hero is sitting on my butt, like this is my time to shine. I'm going to sit on my butt. <laughs> <for a hero. laughs> um, now, Drew, um, since you asked that question, I'll, I'll bring up something that I was thinking about with you. And uh, I've been receiving a lot of messages <laughs> recently about, you know, are you going to close down? Why did you close? A lot of these um, Facebook messages have been coming in and some emails have been coming in. Um, one thing that has occurred to me is, you know, the smaller the float center, I assume smaller the risk, right? So fewer people in the lobby, fewer employees coming in. So Drew, if if you don't have employees, uh, this is your time to shine, right? <laughs> like work, working with employees is difficult. I don't want to hire anybody. All of a sudden that was the perfect fit ever, Uh So now you get to um, work the hours that you want to work, either limit your number of floats or not, or stagger or not, you know, whatever it is, you can adjust it and minimize that as much as you want to. Now, mind you, the things that we've been talking about before this, you know, public transport, bringing people into your center, all these things are still real. And I think it is modified based on the number of people that are entering your business and the amount of time you have to sanitize.
2: So the big question in my mind is like how do you really catch this I hear different things it's in the air it's on dirt certain things right that the unknown to me is why I think I'm just gonna kind of shut it down because I feel like we still don't have a grasp of this thing and don't fully understand it and we're not fully educated on it and I don't know what to believe right now and at a certain point um, you know I look at things like we're lucky we've generally had no major catastrophes like you know we've had these certain events such as 9 11 but our generation hasn't had a vietnam and that's no disrespect to anything that's been going on but we didn't we have as my age i'm 42 haven't gone through something like a vietnam a world war ii a world war one i just right there there's three generate you know what i mean there's Hmm. three generations. My grandpa goes back to that. So we've kind of grown up a little spoiled in a safe Uh, world where things are so safe and comfortable. And like we're living in the most comfortable time of human history. There was a lot of savagery that has gone on in our history. And whether it's from natural forces and, and illness and sickness or just from people being survivors and being barbaric. Like, we are as civilized as a people as we have ever been. And I think people forget that. And we need to remember that things can go out of hand pretty quickly. We do pretty well as a civilized society with guns. Even though there's a lot of gun stuff going on, there's a lot of guns out there. And more people could be killing each other. More people could be doing worse things. But um, that's a small percentage of things, right? But we live comfortably. Everyone's civilized. Everyone respects each other. And looking out there and seeing all this stuff going on and a lot of people not taking it very serious I mean it appears to from people who are smarter than me that this is something we need to be concerned about we need to do our part and that's kind of how I'm looking at it is if I can close down and prevent people from having a reason to leave and be out and about spreading something that they may or may not have I'm just gonna do my part let it unfold let's see what happens you know, I don't want to be responsible for someone catching something. And like him, I had a kid yesterday, you know, kid, 20 something years old. He just blew his nose into a tissue, put it in and filled out his waiver and we continued on. But I could not get that out of my head.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: man. Right. Oh, and now no, I'm thinking, no. what was that? Was that just an allergy? Was that uh, something more sinister? Is that going to be here? And now I have to worry about my next customers. And that was kind of a, a mind F if you know what I mean, that yes. I yes. thought about the entire rest of the day and I barely slept last night because that's the type of thing, the uh, butterfly effect, if you will. Mm. It just, let's just be safe. Better be safe than sorry. That's how I'm looking For at sure. it. And I'm in New Hampshire. There's not a lot going on in New Hampshire. It's a quiet place, but it's coming. So, right,
0: yeah. Um, can I, and, uh, based off ahead. that, can I ask you guys, can I ask everybody a question that I think think is kind of a Maybe a little bit of an elephant in the room, which is, I think, um, for anybody who knows Drew, Drew is able to modify his hours if he wants to. Like um, he's and he's talked about that recently. Where like the financial, he's not supporting his home with his business, uh, and that is not the. And correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. Obviously, um, talk over me, but um, that is not the case necessarily for every business that's open. And so I think a lot of people are making the choice of like this altruistic or like the sense of community taking care of everybody against the FNA man I gotta pay the bills like this is a scary you know the ground is coming out underneath me and that is partially the truth for Sandra and I um that is that is a scary idea and we are and actually Sandra helps me with this is the idea that we are going to be okay there's you know, government assistance. There, there are going to be things. Um, she reached out to our landlords that have been very kind about this and, and helpful for um, delayed payments, things like that. But, you know, what are your guys' thoughts as far as. Um, and, and Sandra, obviously you're invited to comment on this as well. But, everybody, what are your ideas on weighing this with the financials? How is it taxed to you in making a decision?
3: Well, certainly for me at Float 60, um, I wrote in a post today that. You know, when you have multiple businesses, there's some expectation that one will kind of pick up the other if it's not doing as well, right? But when mm-hmm. you have your entire, you know, system, I, I look think of my company as a system with multiple locations, I, I think of, you know, that just kind of pulling everything down at once. Now, that was the thought the first day, but then my thoughts switched to the employees right away, because in my mind, I think... The notion of somebody coming off a CTA train or a Metra into our space and carrying something with them and infecting one of my people that would have not been infected if I would have decided to close the doors, it very quickly brought me back to the severity of the health scare that is within this, right? And I think when we first heard about this, we were thinking more financial, you know, how will we get through this? Now I feel like we're all going to get through this. We're all in the same place. We're all, mm-hmm. you know, really um, at risk for our health. And maybe I'm thinking about this more than you guys are because I am i think I'm the oldest in the Zoom room. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I think about things much differently now. I had pneumonia last year, and I think if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be as worried about this. But my mind is all on that, and I'm thinking, you know what, if I have to lose my businesses... You know, these employees are smart. They will find Mm. a way to be picked up right away. They're, they're awesome people, but man, it's been so difficult thinking about the employees. It's just so hard.
1: Cried multiple times. They've definitely been lots of tears and sometimes they're random moments. Um, Yeah, for sure. But for us, um, things like, like we have a part-time employee and we have a, um, an intern, Um, And that's it at the moment. And we are going to pay our paid employee during this closure. Um, He only works one day a week right now, sometimes two, but um, we told him, you know, we'll continue to pay him. But um, I think uh, for us, because we've run really, really lean for the past 18 months, we have money in the bank. We've saved up enough to cover all of our business expenses for the next three to four months. Um, and like, wow, we're going to be okay, <laughs> but the hard part, and we're going to continue to pay my husband. I still don't get paid from the float center. Um, I don't take a dime. I work typically three days a week there. And, um, for me though, it's a double whammy because, you know, we're losing the revenue from the float center, but my primary income personally and how I help to support the family is through my clients who all run wellness centers, and who are all closing right now? Can you and,
0: elaborate just just in case somebody hasn't been? What do you do?
1: I do social media, print marketing, all of that for wellness centers, float centers, yoga studios, um, holistic wellness centers, and um, so all of my clients. I've been wait, having wait, these wait. same conversations. Kim, what? I, I promise
0: I'll let you continue. <laughs> but if anybody wants to see what Kim does. Um, Mm-hmm. visit Tsukino Float on Instagram. Her branding is excellent. Mm-hmm. She is my Thank go-to you. reference point for branding. So Thank if you, you ever need assistance <laughs> with that, please reach out to Kim. I just want to put that in there real quick because you're a rock star at it.
1: So Thank make,
3: you. I nick- named her and th- the other person on that post the uh, graphic queen of the collective for sure. <laughs> nice. Amazing graphics.
1: It's so fun. But like, right now is a case where I I try to work two to three, four weeks at a time for people, you know, that way you're not having to like jump in and look at, you know, what's coming up for the week and or every single day. And so all of my work for the month was already done. Um but now all of that feels really really wrong. Everything that I had scheduled for Sukino, everything that I had scheduled for all of my clients, it just feels like it doesn't fit anymore. And so I'm going back in and readjusting the messaging, pulling new content. Some folks are closed, some are not, some I have a feeling are going to be closing very soon. Um and that's, you know, extra work for me. But when I look at what's happening for next month, that's where the financial hit is, is really going to like get us all. You know, it's for me personally, you know, as a consultant, also for my float center, um, hopefully we're going to be back up and hopefully this is a temporary thing. But as long as we're still pulling in enough that I can buy my daughter's asthma medication, I can buy the groceries and I can pay the basic bills, I'm fine, you know. Um, And I have to keep going back to just looking at that piece of it. As long as we can cover those basics, we're fine. There's, there's so much panic in it, but Mm -hmm. that's really what it comes down to.
2: Yeah. And Dylan, as far as financials, you you are correct in that. My, my wife Mm -hmm. has been a nurse at a major hospital in Boston for 19 years now. So um, Mm -hmm. I've kind of been able to do things kind of to play with, if you, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But Going back, I just looked in the in the flow collective. I did a search. Going back to 2018, you actually, Dylan, posted Uh-oh. how stressed are you about a recession hitting your country and affecting your business over a year ago. And for me myself, I paid attention to that. And I've been preparing for something like this. Because it's not just this sickness, like this is going to economically affect our country. <laughs> Excuse me. So I've been saving for a time like this. And Mm -hmm. I also am going to, I have four part-time, five part-time employees. I'm going to be able to pay them in the short term. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone will be okay in the short term. I'm not really freaking out just yet. It's the long-term ramifications where I do think we're going to see certain float centers that are already just getting by. They're not going to be with us at the end of this. And those are going to be some tough decisions that are going to have to be made. Excuse me. And, um, you know, if I have to, I am in a good spot in that if I have to shut down my business, I have a commercial driver's license. I can go drive a truck for a little bit until things settle down Mm -hmm. and my costs are low. I I personally, a a little peek behind the curtain, uh, my dad died when I was a teenager. I got into some crazy financial debt. I just didn't learn about that stuff until it was too late. And I worked for a long time to get out of that. So I've always kind of managed my money very conservatively. And I, I built my float center on the cheap, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. And I did a lot of the work myself. I was very imaginative on decorations. There's nothing extravagant in there. So for me, I didn't top dollar everything. I didn't get a $500,000 general contractor. And we've always talked about this type of thing in the float industry, Where, you know, how do you build your float center? Are you doing top of the line things? Are you going to be able to make your um, sales by charging an $89 float, right? You have to, these are all things you have to take into consideration and then decide, is that risk worth the reward? Do you think you can sustain that? And this is where we're going to find out, you know, the unfortunately there's going to be good and bad from this. Some will survive, some won't. And that's just, in my opinion, how this is going to unfold. And there's definitely going to be some tough business decisions that have to be made. Um, So it, it is a part, right. If you're going to stay open because you need the money, that's great. But what if no one's coming? Right. That's, I mean, that's part of why I'm, I'd stay open. I have no problem staying open, but there's nobody floating tomorrow. So I'm just shutting it down. Right. But I don't rely on that. And I do have money saved and I am calm right now, a month from now, two months from now, (laughs) We have this conversation again, and yeah, yeah, it could be completely different. So we'll see how it unfolds, but at least in the short term, I already saw, I don't know if anyone knows this, there's an SBA, um, there's an SBA loan that you can get. I don't know if anyone shared it on the Flow Collective just yet, but um, I, my, my accountant that I'm friends with on Facebook sent it to me. So there are going to be things to help us in the short term, but long term, I don't know yeah that that part's scary.
0: I love that you have that that backup income um, you know back in the day and, and like we would talk about the float shop like recession hits what are we gonna do? Well obviously I, I go work more right like we we cut down on employee hours and I'm there more um, and you know maybe Sandra too, but for the most part me, Sandra can work as a nurse, which is great, but you know the the biggest cost is employment so I'll be there now with two kids. It's like, well, then all of a sudden we've got to factor in the daycare thing. And so now the financial legs that I thought were there are not the same anymore. And so looking at a recession is a lot scarier. Um, this is this is spooky. And you're absolutely right. Like, let's say the government takes care of us. And it's like, yeah, you know, every individual, $1,000. For every kid, $500. Cool. Uh, maybe even business stuff like rent. Let's say we don't have to worry about it. Cool. Business back open, virus, you know, quarantined, whatever the word, I don't know, taken care of to to whatever degree it needs to be. Um, Great. Now we're in a recession. Now people aren't spending. They're scared. Holy F. What goes first? Luxury. And for a lot of people, we are luxury. For a lot of people, we are not luxury. Like we are how they exist throughout the day without pain. But I don't know that that's enough people. So scary.
3: Scary. So I was thinking about this at great length um, yeah. earlier, you know, you. As, as we all have been yes. thinking very deeply. And I do think that the risk of us not getting as many first-time customers is high because people don't understand how valuable it is. But as soon as they try it, this post-recession, post-corona virus era will be the best thing that ever happened to our industry Mm. because people are going to be so anxious, so, so depressed, so unsure. Hmm. Maybe they like the isolation, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do think there's some appreciation that people have by being alone right now too. You know, it's not as bad as they think it is. So my hope, my hope is that this, there will be a lull, right? But that, this and the science behind floating will address what I think is going to be an even greater need for mental health in our country.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I agree completely. And we've had, you know, when we sent out our email, which side note, took five hours to go out. I hit send at five o'clock yesterday. We it didn't go out until problem. 10 p.m. Amazon web servers oh, like were wow. overwhelmed yesterday. Everybody in the world was sending emails apparently. But the messages finally went out and, you know, we had several people who wrote back and said, I'm absolutely not canceling my membership. Thank you guys. We're sticking with you. Um, we had people who would message us and say, I'm so bummed. I I can't come in this week, but I can't wait. Let's reschedule for the first day you're open. Mm -hmm. And the first day that we're scheduled to reopen is already starting to like fill up super fast. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I agree, like, especially right now, people are, they're needing it and yeah, I will say there's still just this like uncertain piece to it all of when do we get to do it again, of when can we come back and offer this? And um, I started talking, you know, a little bit before we started recording that um, today was the first day I couldn't get in the tank. And I went in today um, to do inventory, to pull all of our retail off of the shelves, because when you walk by our center, we have glass doors up front and it's kind of a shotgun style Um, but when you're looking in through those glass doors, you can see all of our CBD, all of our products, everything that's there, all of our salt lamps, you know, all of that. And most of it is low cost items, but some of them are higher value. But, um, we decided we wanted to just go ahead and pull all of that, not to put out any temptations of what we had there. We pulled the cash drawer, took it home. Um, you know, we all of our we have fountains outside and plants and you know all of that kind of stuff we brought it inside we brought our fish home with us like he sits (laughs) on the the reception desk so our fish had to come home um but we spent some some time there this morning like topping off the tanks and uh, lowered the degree the temperature just a little bit but uh, wave float tanks thankfully like they circulate all the time so our tanks are going to be fine if we're not there a lot but um my plan was after we did all of the, the necessary things i just wanted to get in the tank and it started with um, my general con- contractor was supposed to be popping by. I do some work for him and he was coming by to pick up some business cards and flyers that I had done for him. And so I had that delay. And then the massage therapist who works upstairs came down and uh, he has been holding out. He just sent a, a message out like two days ago that I'm still here. We're still doing massage. He now has you know contractors who work within his business as well. And so he feels that same sense of responsibility, even though they're contractors. But um, he finally made the call last night after having a panic attack. Um, Mm -hmm. He and he shared this openly. So I'm not sharing his business. He shared this to 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 help open up the conversation for people that this is scary stuff. And, you know, he came into the center and I knew he just needed to talk. He just so we kept our distance seven feet away (laughs) just to make sure and. We talked and just, you know, it's, it's hard and, um, what we're all going through right now and that battle, that conflict of knowing that the services that we offer can really help people, um, but where do we stop? Where do we draw that line and how do we contribute to that bigger picture? Mm. And I think he, he was really battling that too. And so he and I sat there and talked for, I don't know, an hour or so today, and then at that point, it was finally like, I, I want to get in the tank, but I don't know if it was guilt because that's a luxury that, you know, as a float center owner, I have access to that tank where I just shut it off for everybody else and said they can't come in. Um, I don't know if it was, um, I, I, needing to like be home with my family. I don't know what it was, but I had a moment where I just, um, in tears, just locked up and walked out the door. Oh. You know? Mm.
3: Well, we um we definitely feel feel great empathy for that that feeling. Um I I think you should have floated, but um, I totally understand why you didn't, but that's a very it's a beautiful sentiment from you because that just shows how much you care and I'm just. I feel blessed to know all you guys.
0: Right. I'm feeling the. Yeah. I really do. I have a big,
3: deep, deep, deep feeling of gratitude just to even have you guys to talk to about this and speak as if we speak every day. Um, It's
2: it's very powerful. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's not the right time. And also, let me add that it's okay to be emotional during this time because it's scary. It's unknown. (sighs) Thank God. It's natural. (laughs) and yeah there's not what can you do like at a certain point some i don't know about you guys but if you've never been in a situation where like you're it's completely out of your control and it's scary and you're like fuck fuck i'm along for the ride like i don't know what else i've i've had a couple of those in my life and i definitely feel that this is one of those times that we're kind of along for the ride and there's not much that we can do and being out of like not having control is such a tough thing right it's a lot of people have problems with that that's even a problem with people getting into a float tank they feel Mm -hmm. like they lose control right then when we're telling them let go and um it's hard and you know the best thing you can do is try to remain positive i think and just try to be patient try not to stress over what you can't control which is easier said than done but i mean if you got to cry then I say cry and if you got to punch yeah. something well I, I found myself
3: crying my poor husband I mean <laughs> and he's he's got his own thing to deal with I mean he owns a business so his hmm. and he's got a lot of kids in his organization so it's just this right. this weight but boy I've been just breaking down into tears and he's looking at me like oh my I mean I just feel for him feeling for me and <laughs> 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 but um I'll tell you what more about it. the biggest thing that just Kills me. I had a meeting with my Northwest Indiana team on Sunday night. We had kind of our holiday dinner that we had to postpone a while back. And I, you know, was telling them about kind of the higher risk in Chicago. And it, it was like surreal because I was just telling them that we probably will need to be closing in Chicago in a couple of days. It was like literally the next day it happened. And, you know, talking to them in terms of this suburban location, I didn't expect it to be so close. Right. I thought there was more runway mm-hmm, and right. you know, we talked about the schedule. I apologized in advance if we were going to have to get rid of shifts. But you know, at that point, the next day I started seeing cancellations uh-huh. and, um, it, it, it just breaks my heart to know that all those people, you know, aren't going to be getting paid and yeah, it's just, it really has been emotional. I, I don't know if I can articulate the overwhelming weight it feels to have 27 people relying on you in various degrees, right? Mostly part-time, but I love all these people who work for me. Like without them, there would be no float 60 because I'm not float 60. Float 60 is float 60 and they are the most amazing people. And I just, I know that everybody will bounce back, but that's been the hardest thing. It just makes me sick. It's very hard.
0: Yeah. By all means, <laughs> that yeah, you are heard and understood on that one. See, now I'm crying, Drew.
3: Damn it. <laughs> oh, me see so not allowed.
0: Oh, it is allowed. It is allowed. It is, it allowed. is allowed. allowed on podcast. Oh, I
3: did not think I was going to cry again, but my gosh. It yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And,
1: can and I give a, a quick oh, shout out to, uh, Carol Johnson, uh, mm. zero gravity. Carol shared on the zero gravity page the other day, um, one of her sound healings. And if you've been to rise, um, you have heard Carol and her, uh, blissful angelic voice and her sound, sound healing sessions are just phenomenal. Every time I hear her, like it just cracks me wide open. Um, and she shared one on her page the other day that, uh, we shared, um, in our, we have a, a, a Facebook group, um, for Tsukino you know, just for people who, you know, like our, our place and, um, want to be a part of the family and I shared it in there and, I had several people who messaged me after listening to that saying like how powerful it was. So Carol, if you hear this, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, she said that she will likely be doing more of those. Um, it is really amazing to, to have that gift and to be able to share that with others. And so, you know, if, if you're feeling it, if you don't know what you're feeling right now, whatever it is, there are lots of ways that you can try to take care of yourself. And that is crucial. Um, we may have access to the tanks where other people don't, and I will probably go float later this week, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Um, I'm playing everything right here at the moment. We might as well, but we might as well. (laughs) Exactly. If I'm allowed on the roads, um, I am probably going to go and, uh, let it all out in the tank, you know, have to.
2: So I have a quick idea. Let's talk about some positives you can do during this time, which is a lot of us don't get a chance to float. So we can now hopefully get chances to float. You could maybe make some repairs in your facility that have been needed to be made. Now's as good a time as any. Home Depot is still open for some reason, so (laughs) you can go get some supplies. (laughs) Be with another 100 people inside of Home Depot. Um, And also, you know, I encourage people, go for walks. You know, when when we're doing the social distancing thing, quarantine... People think you have to be stuck in your house and that's why they're hoarding everything. Like, that's not what that means. You can still go do things. They just don't want you around other people. Go out for walks. Don't don't feel like you're locked in your house. You're not. You can still do things to make yourself feel good in as much as possible, I guess.
3: I've been trying to take advantage of locking myself in the house because it's like such a gift, you know, to be, to be stuck here. I mean, that's the one positive about having pneumonia last year. I, I remember the doctor telling me I had to stay home for two weeks and I did that and it was good. It was nice. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. See, I am the queen of social distancing. I run my business from home. So I'm here all the time. So that part doesn't feel any different to me. It's the fact that I can't go to my center and like welcome people into that quiet, you know, um, that's different. That's really different. But, um, and now there are other people in my house. I'm used to being here alone. And now my <laughs> husband and my dear, wonderful children are here. And they're really noisy. Really
0: noisy. Float <laughs> well, center owner. who doesn't like noise. Yes. I know.
1: It's weird, right?
0: Um, and even somebody who, as I have been a freaky, loud, obnoxious human being most of my life, opening a float center and just like sound being no, no sound. Like now everything is just so grating to me. I just want everything to be quiet. But can I just go back to a little while ago, Kim, you talking about not being able to float, man, that hits hard and it feels so real. And it makes my heart sink packing up your shop, this thing that you've built. And this is recent too. Like you've been building this puppy up and, and not being able to like taste the fruit as you, I mean, it just feels so honest and real. Like I, I can't, quite put words to it yet but at the same time like it just that feels so true.
1: Yeah you work so hard to create this thing and, and it it's your baby and yes. you want to show your baby to the world you know your baby can help people <laughs> yeah. and then to have mm-hmm. to like be like no sorry you can't have this right now like they're oh it's just so hard and for me it really isn't the financial piece like I said you know we were thankfully smart and, and lucky enough to really stockpile and stay lean for this long. And, uh, I think that's part of why we've held out so long on hiring full-time employees, but mm-hmm. we were in the middle of those conversations. It's wild. Cause we were in the middle of this, like, Oh my gosh, we're a hundred percent every day. Like we've, we, we need a break. We've got to start looking out for ourselves now and bring somebody in to help us. And as soon as we started like really diving into those All of a sudden, I started pulling together some, you know, our applications again and, like, starting to build the foundation to start hiring. And then all of a sudden, I just had this feeling of, wait, now's not the time. And I didn't know why. I wasn't thinking that it was COVID-19 and the coronavirus and all of this stuff. But something just told me to, like, hold the reins. And I'm so glad we did. Um, You know, can you imagine hiring somebody on? They're all, you know... Yahoo, and if anybody else is in that position, my heart goes out to you. Where you've just hired somebody, and you know their livelihood is in your hands now, and you have to pull the plug. That's hard. It's hard, and it's hard to tell people they can't come and get the healing and the help that they need. Um, but maybe that's the right answer for you. Maybe it's not. You know, like Dylan said, like we're not here to tell anyone like what what the answer is. Um, hey. But I think at some point we all know it. Um, we all know what 's right for us for our centers, and um, when you when you see it, you have that answer you just know, and hopefully you know and can come to peace with that before it 's any kind of a mandated state, you know, whatever it is so
0: all right guys um, I want to do something a little bit unusual here, which is uh, i was I had the opportunity to interview. Uh, a nurse who works uh, with potential COVID-19 patients and whose husband does work with COVID-19 patients. And um, I thought she'd be a great guest to bring on to talk about, uh, you know, what precautions they're taking within the hospital, what that's like for her, um, and, you know, kind of compare and contrast that a little bit with what we're doing at our float centers Um also, I just think it's interesting, to be quite honest. I just think it's interesting to have somebody who's right there um, facing this every single day um, and their points of view on things and, and quarantining, uh, whether they would visit a float center or not, that kind of thing. So I want to go ahead and... Um, so it's just her and I, <laughs> I will say, there's another baby. Uh, she, she is a mom as well of a baby. So this is a very baby-centric uh, <laughs> recording. So if, if it's too much for you, I don't blame you for skipping... Uh, around on this one or skipping over it but um, there's also some what I find to be some really interesting perspective in this one as well as information so um, I'm gonna go ahead and play that right now Tanya thank you so much for joining the show today Tanya um, is my neighbor (laughs) she's also with uh, one of her daughters uh, one of her babies at the moment during this interview Um, I'm really excited for her to uh, be joining us tonight Tonya is having fun with her baby right now. Um, would you go ahead and introduce yourself and, and um, what you do?
5: Yes, I am a nurse in the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit. So I work with children anywhere from newborns all the way up to 18 or 20 years old, but I don't work with premature infants.
0: Okay. And just because it's probably going to come up here in a little bit, uh, can you also, um, and we don't have to, Say names or anything, but would you care to share what your husband does as well?
5: Yes. So my husband is also a nurse, and he works in an in an adult uh, cardiac intensive care unit, um, also at the same hospital.
0: So you guys have two very intense jobs, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we are very thankful for what you do. Um, so the reason that we wanted to have you on the show tonight is because. I mean, the entire country is just in this really weird place. Certain governors um, are saying, you know, certain businesses have to be shut down. The president has said certain businesses uh, need to be shut down, I believe. Um, But there's a lot of gray area for what's safe and what isn't. And a lot of float centers have to make that choice. Like, are we... Um flattening the curve, you know, hashtag flatten the curve. It's it's what out, what's out there. So are we doing our best to make sure that happens or are we not um, doing everything possible? So what I was hoping we could do is talk a little bit about um, what you do at the hospital to ensure your personal safety while working with those who uh, might have COVID-19 uh, or do. Um, would you like to delve into that a little bit?
5: Yes, of course. Um, so first and foremost, what we do is we wash our hands constantly, Love just it. like all times of the year, regardless right. of whether it's influenza season <laughs> or COVID season, we wash our hands when we enter a room, when we exit a room, hmm. before we touch a patient, after we touch a patient, hmm. before we eat, after we use the bathroom, all the normal times <laughs> that a person should be washing their hands, hmm. and we use either hand sanitizer or Soap and water. Um, they are different. Uh, we use them for different diseases and illnesses. And so for the COVID, I believe we are just focusing on soap and water. Got it. But there hasn't been an official statement about
0: that. Oh, okay. Um, and so as far as protective gear, um, you have a nice acronym for that. Can you talk to us about what kind of protective <laughs> gear you guys have?
5: <laughs> yes, we call it PPE. It stands for personal protective equipment. Um, there's a variety of different types. Um, the most recent um, recommendations that our hospital is um, giving us is that uh, for COVID patients or COVID nineteen patients, we are using um, our yellow gowns. We are wearing gloves. We wear um, N95 masks on um, or sorry, N95 masks or uh, respirators called PAPRs that are um, mm. these cool face-like suits that blow fresh filtered air into our faces, and eye masks.
0: And the first mask that you described, is that like the plastic guard that goes all the way across your face? Um, almost like a it looks... welding?
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. It looks similar to okay. a regular face mask. <laughs> But they are tightly sealed all the way around your face. Um, And then they have a special filter that you breathe through.
0: Got it. Can you provide any insight? And sorry if I'm talking outside of your scope here or not. But um, there are the little masks that I might wear while um, doing construction. Uh, I've heard that that is good for preventing getting the disease to somebody else, but not for taking it in. Um, Is that accurate?
5: Um, So it's a (laughs) on. Um, oh. What kind of mask it is? Unfortunately, sure. so mm-hmm. the little masks that cover your face and go behind your ears—they mm-hmm. um, have different levels of like filters or um, allow different levels of articulation into okay. it. Okay. And this is a bit beyond my scope, but um, the <laughs> hospital-grade ones that we use are different than what um, a standard person might find in a Home Depot shop of some sort. Right. For sure. Um, and I know that there has been a lot of people um, selling cheap or poor quality masks oh, recently. Wow. Okay. So you do have to be a little bit cautious about what you are purchasing.
0: Okay. Uh, have you dealt with any COVID-19 patients?
5: Um, so I worked two nights ago, um, Monday night or Sunday night. And I took care of a patient who was considered a rule out COVID patient, which means we tested the patient, uh, to see if they have it or not. Um, but because the test results take so long to get back, Mm -hmm. we have to presume that they have it and wear proper PPE until we get those results back. So as of now, I still don't know whether that patient had it. Okay.
0: Got it.
5: There have been no confirmed cases of, um, COVID on the pediatric side at our hospital,
0: yes. Awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, And has your husband dealt with any COVID-19 patients?
5: Yes, my husband because he works with the adult intensive care side, he also works as a part of the rapid response team and so he goes around the hospital um, helping out where he's needed and he has um, been in several rooms with patients with COVID.
0: Okay. And can I just this is such a general question. How are you guys doing with that? Does that increase your stress level beyond like just the overall quarantine that's happening with everybody's families? How is that affecting you personally?
5: Um it's stressful. It's it's definitely something that we worry about. I know that healthcare providers are getting more intense versions of this illness than the general population. Mm. Um so it's something that we Is constantly stressing us out, but we still go to work. We do everything that we can to prevent it and trust that we'll get either a minor version of it or nothing at all. Mostly, we are worried about our grandparents and our family members that are higher risk than we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's the general consensus of to think outside of just yourself and in a healthy age, but thinking of the people who are going to be more vulnerable. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, I'd love to steer things a little bit towards um, addressing float centers. And uh, we've received a lot of positive feedback uh, from people, uh, whether it's uh, governors or um, health inspectors, saying that float centers are a very clean environment. They um, are very low risk. The water treatment that we do um the sanitizing that we do between floats um, makes it a very safe environment as opposed to I went to a grocery store on break while uh, at the float shop and my mind was just red alerts with like, oh, my God, somebody else touched this credit card machine right before me, the conveyor belt, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, this is I was going insane. And then I got back to the shop and I was like, this isn't so bad. OK, like I know we're sterilizing handles all the time. The tea is in the back room now. Nobody's touching it, that kind of thing. Um but then I think about the hospital measures that you're taking to stay safe. And I start thinking, you know, you might know that you're dealing with somebody who um, is high likelihood of COVID 19. We don't. And, um, you know, the testing is an issue about finding out who is. But just in general, you, what are your first instinct thoughts walking into any business and then, you know, a float center? And not to say that you have to say whether we should be open or not, but I'd just love to hear some of your thoughts on this. And and you know that we decided to close the float shop, obviously.
5: Yes, yes, I know. Um, so I guess my thoughts, like, when I go to a grocery store is... Um, is I'm not going to take my kids to the grocery store yeah, right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, we're going to do everything we can to keep them home as much as it might make them Um. <laughs> But <laughs> um, but I think that um, washing your hands, obviously staying away from the majority of people that you can, you know, you shouldn't be shoulder to shoulder with anyone everywhere, um, taking hand sanitizer with you. Hmm. Overall, I don't... Um, that doesn't worry me as much as walking into a hospital. I don't want someone talking in my face. Right. I don't want anyone in my general direction. Yeah. I want people to practice good so like social awareness mm-hmm. and um, just normal hygiene measures. But um, it, it's something that I can't worry about because I would go crazy if I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. I I, I don't know if I can speak to float centers. Yeah, I would feel like in that situation where there's so few interactions, where you aren't standing next to someone, where you are sequestered in a room alone, sounds lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I feel like that is a risk that I would be willing to take. Um, I appreciate that people are being extra conscious of these things Um, and mostly with all of society you know staying home with the kids and allowing employees to to be with their families at this time I think that's super important as well so I think every business owner has to make that decision for themselves what's in the best interest of themselves and their employees Uh, but I feel like the general risk to a float center is miles at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, I feel so, like tra- public transportation would be much more <laughs> dangerous than right, right. being in a float tank.
0: <laughs> and, and to be honest, like that was part of the reason we closed was because employees take the bus in. And I was thinking like, oh yeah, we're great right here. But then I think of every interaction outside of the business to get there. And I think, oh wow, okay. The the risk is going up because of that. Um people go on breaks, things like that. So that those were all things that we had to consider in choosing to close. Yeah. Um well then. Um thank you so much for your insights. I truly appreciate it. Um I am <clears throat> I am also curious if there's just anything else you'd like to share about. It's it's really interesting to be speaking with somebody who is uh holding a hilarious baby right now. And um who is in the hospitals. Uh you know, firsthand dealing with um, COVID risk. And I'm just curious if you want to share anything about um, how this is different, what your experiences are, um, how they might be different. It's just very fascinating to hear about. If there's anything else you'd like to
5: share. Uh, um, Yeah, you know, generally I think the hospitals are doing a fantastic job of keeping us informed. I get twice-day emails about Uh, new updates and new policies and new procedures and uh, confirmed patients from the hospital. Um, the hospital is doing their absolute best to think about everything to protect us, but it does take a while for some measures to come into effect. Um, you know, they haven't uh, taken away our parking fee. You know, we have to pay to park on a daily basis to go up yeah. to the hospital, and that's something that employees have asked them to um, waive in this yeah. time. <laughs> wow. I don't know if they will or not. Um, wow. uh They are... Um, I have not had an issue with lack of supplies at this point in time.
3: Um,
5: everything that we've needed has been on hand, but we also don't have the influx of patients that we're expecting to get. Um, the I think the most frustrating part of all of this is, despite what the hospital does, there are still people that are going to take advantage of the system. Huh. Um, you know, the hospital goes through so many masks every day and we've had them just stolen by families or people off the street, taking them for their own personal use when these are things that we really desperately need to protect ourselves. Um, We also have to remember that um, patients come into the hospital for a variety of reasons and we don't get to choose when we go into the hospital all the time. People are still having strokes and heart attacks Mm. and car accidents and falls of any kind, and um, we still have to be able to respond and care for those patients. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are pulling the resources from all over the place. The hospital is doing a great job of trying to cross-train nurses and doctors to come into the intensive care units and the floors to help care for some of these patients. So I think overall the response has been great, um, but there's just a lot of unknown um, that we're trying to muddle through at this point in time. Um, so, yeah, I think the way that most nurses handle these situations is with <laughs> sick humor and um, <laughs> slightly morbid thoughts and jokes and
0: yeah. <laughs> my understanding of yeah if, if sandra's friends nurse friends are uh anywhere similar yes that's the case and no i don't want to hear any of those jokes <laughs>
5: oh yes well i can show you later a photo of the um very <laughs> terrifying looking covid fairy that we have sitting on our nursing uh station watching over all of us <laughs> <laughs>
0: too spooky uh,
5: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice <Yeah>.
0: uh wh- <laughs> One final question. If you, I know you, yeah. you're wrestling a baby. This whole interview. Um, yeah. You mentioned the anticipated spike of COVID patients coming in. Is there yeah. any ETA, uh, estimated time, when that influx is about to happen or will happen?
5: Oh, I think you would have to speak to some of the infectious disease doctors yeah. um, <laughs> that can trend these things. But sure. if we are looking at the statistics and trends from Italy and from China, then we know that it's going to get much worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. Um, and who knows how much any of our social distancing is helping. And we won't know until we do, um, studies post pandemic. Uh, Um, unfortunately, (laughs) most of the things, you know, even knowing mortality rates, we won't know until after all of this is said and done.
0: Um, I promise any of me laughing is only about the baby on screen right now, not about the conversation. Yeah.
5: Sorry about that. No, it's great. Thank you so much.
0: In in fact, Sonia, (laughs) you've been amazing. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us. Um,
5: I hope you edit some of the the glitches out.
0: never never <laughs> yeah we'll we'll clean it up a little bit uh thank you again tanya i really appreciate this um and i think the float community will really appreciate it too thank you yes
5: of course
0: <laughs> have a great night
5: have a good night
0: mm-hmm. so there we go uh thank you so much for joining us that was awesome and and i really appreciate that i know there was some baby noise okay a lot of baby noise in there but also i think that was some really interesting perspective And I think also like that was a nurse saying, I'd be comfortable going into your float center, knowing all the precautions that you take. That was a really interesting takeaway from me, for me, Um, you know, as we're talking about so much doom and gloom, somebody who is truly boots on the ground saying I would still go there. Now, could, could that person could, could be changing things a little bit? her point of view, because she knows I own a float center. Yeah, that, that's possible. And maybe she knows that she's talking to the float community and being more gentle. I, I think that's possible. But bottom line is I, I know her and her integrity and her saying that to me means a lot. So I do find that very interesting. And any other thoughts?
3: Yeah. I'm just so grateful for people in her type of position oh, um, and all of the medical professionals who are on the front lines of this all the time right now. They, they are taking on tremendous risk for everyone and they play such an important role um, in, in the whole system. And I don't know how much rest they're getting. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very intense responsibility on a normal day. But I just can't imagine the burden they take. So thank you for having her on and um, giving us her perspective. And certainly, I hope she stays safe. And you bring
0: that
1: definitely makes me.
0: Oh, I'll just add this real quick. Sorry, Kim. Um, You just bring up my number one regret is not thanking her enough for what she's doing. mm
1: -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And and on that note, though, I think once this is all over, um, you know, we're going to be reaching out to our healthcare community and inviting them in. You know, they they are going to need sure. to float after this, and yes. um, I would love to do it right now, but you know, <laughs> we're closed. Um, <laughs> but I think whenever this is all over, um, we all need to send a little extra love to our, our healthcare providers. Yeah, absolutely, um, nice. yeah.
0: Drew, I got a question for you before we close out. Um, you said, you know, I want to hear, I want to hear this episode <laughs> first before I really truly make a call on staying open or closing. How have things changed in your mind?
2: Have you come to any conclusions? I um, I think I'm going to do the same. I'm, I've closed down everything that was available for the next week, and I'm going to call the people who do have floats. And as of right now, I still think I'm going to give them the option for what they want to do. And really, it's most of the people I know I, over the next week, right? There's o- only a handful of people that I didn't actually know who they were. Most of them were regulars. So I was gonna call them. I definitely have regulars who will still float. I know I do, right? So um, if I can get them a float or two, cool. But I'm also, I mean, wasn't that long ago where I was super stressed out? And I'm gonna, I'm looking at the positive of this. I, this, I'm gonna take the break and do the repairs. And yeah, I'm shutting down. Um, I, I don't know if this was off here or not, but my wife's a nurse and. They're really preparing for, like, the next two to three weeks to be really, really bad. So mm. that kind of set the tone for me um, was hearing her concern, and she doesn't get concerned very often. I've been really yeah. hurt, and she so shows me no sympathy. So for her to be really <laughs> concerned about everything that's going on yeah. shows me a level of, like, okay, you know, someone who's not usually concerned is pretty concerned. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Wow. You know, but also I am, I'm not... As of right now, I'm not worried financially, so I can do that, and we're going to see what happens, you know? I think the unknown, I'm trying to look at it as, this is a crazy time to be alive, and I'm along for the ride, and let's see what happens, and I'm going to try to make the most of it while we can, and try to stay positive, and yeah, I still want people to float. I mean, I know so many people, even just through jujitsu, I could probably still kind of do little side floats, you know what I mean? But just take a break to encourage everybody to take a break because I think as a people right now, it's kind of what we need. We don't, I get it. Not there's fake news out there. We don't know what's true. What's not, but now's not the time to be like, everything's fake. And this isn't, no, the whole world is paying attention to this. Some of the greediest organizations in the world have stopped making money. That alone tells me these things are pretty serious. So we should take it serious. And do you want to I, name any of them? Uh, I'm the just NFL. Just the I'm NBA. just kidding. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> <Float> <laughs> that, that was a total, that was a poking the bear question. <laughs> yeah, and I just, okay. I, I just right, wanted right. to see if you bit at it. Yeah, so now we know you will. Yeah,
2: I will. So <laughs> NFL was a good one actually. That was a, good one. Yeah, a big one. So, um, you know, I, I think I re- I do. I go back to, I think now's the time to be a human and like, There's like a lot at stake. And I don't even, my parents are dead, my grandparents are dead. I don't, I don't see old people. And I still worry about other people seeing old people because Mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking when you see people. I, you know, I don't know who here has had to go through it, but when you watch someone die, it's one of the most heartbreaking things in the world. And it brings a lot of your own mortality into question. And I think there's a lot of us from, according to the statistics, that are going to be dealing with that. And, it's bigger. Sometimes things are bigger than, you know, than even the business. And it is, that's a big, important part of it. But this is life and death, I think. And take notice. You know, that's my opinion. <laughs> Everyone gets to do what they want, make their business decisions. But my opinion is this is a big deal and we need to act accordingly. And this is about protecting each other. And if that means, generally speaking, I'm going to say, hey, just stay home. Let's just chill out for a couple weeks and mm-hmm. see what happens. Then that's going to be my part to promote social distancing which I hate that word but um yeah I don't know that's how that's how I feel I until the state says hey let's all just stay in and we're quarantined but hopefully we're we're avoiding that but yeah that's my little part and if it makes me feel better I I didn't sleep good at all last night thinking about that kid blowing his nose in my in my place yesterday and um it really affected me and I have catholic guilt I grew up a a (laughs) catholic guy so um yeah. CCD. I'm a confirmed Catholic. Gloria, all that. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, I couldn't sleep because of it. And I don't want to, you know, that's too, I don't want to worry about that. I don't want that on my conscience, even though my, my line, my conscious line is a little different than others. I don't want that on my conscience. That's sure, how I feel about yours. it. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing. Cool. Um, you know, that, that does bring up, uh, you know, we get to make our own calls until we don't get to, when the government says you have to close, you have to close there have been um, governors saying spas you got to shut down I consider a float center a spa Um, I have heard of float centers opening staying open despite the call for closing guys come on like I I feel like a lot of us are on the fence but when your own government is saying shut down like that's your time it's no longer Mm -hmm. about the finances uh, that the outbreak is, is large enough where you're at to listen to your governing body. If anything, our government is going to be slow to act like that, just by the nature of things. So mm-hmm. um, if, if they're already, if, if they're at the point where they're calling that out, please obey. Now is the time mm-hmm. to listen and then follow mm-hmm. suit or follow through. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything else you guys want to share? I feel like this has been a I, fascinating discussion. And I do have one more department. thing, too. Kim,
3: oh, you go great, first, great, please.
1: Yeah. And. Um, Uh, Drew had mentioned earlier, there are some SBA loans coming out, some, some government assistant loans. They are lower ish interest rates. I want to say like two, seven, five to 3%. I I might be wrong. Please don't quote me on the, the actual interest rate. But, um, if you and your business are really, really suffering right now, um, get that paperwork going right now. Um, it will probably be six to eight weeks before anybody sees any of those funds. If you need a loan. Um, Facebook also just announced that they are going to be doing business grants um, for I want to say it was like thirty thousand businesses. So they have not launched the application yet. They just launched the like sign up if you're interested in getting news. Um, so if you go to Facebook Business, it's a, a page. Um, you'll see an option on there to um, sign up and get the news and be alerted whenever you know that comes out because. Obviously, taking out a loan in order to recover from a huge loss, um, that's a challenge. That's a financial situation that only you can determine if it's the right you know, option for you or not. Um, looking for grants, leaning on each other, reach out to local businesses, talk to each other, come up with some collaborations and like have one hell of a party when this is all over um, and, and really accept help. Um, ask for it when you need it.
3: So uh, one other thing that happened today that I wanted to talk about on the pod earlier, but I just remembered it, and I want your feedback on this. So we put the email out today that we were closed in our two Chicago locations, and then very shortly after I made the decision on closing those two and making the email, I, I decided to close the third location. So it was like just a little bit too late. Well, I was starting to get responses. You know, people totally understood. They were starting to respond to the email that did take a long time, by the way. It was in the queue. Same thing. The servers are backed up with email overload. One of the guests responded to my email and said, are you considering crowdsourcing for your team? If so, I would like to participate. You have amazing people. And I just, I just, I was so taken aback by that. It was so powerful, and I'm so proud of of this team. Um, so I, re- I replied, and I just thanked her. But then I thought, okay, that sounds amazing, but logistically, how does this work now? Can, should I have asked her to start the fund? Like, I want them to to be paid. Like, mm. if, if that's an idea, then I, I just don't think I can do it, right? Right. right. So how would you handle that? It's such It was such a unique thing that I had such mixed emotions on, you know, within mm-hmm. like 10 seconds.
0: I mean, my first instinct is either way is fine.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if they you, you, drop off money, send money, Venmo, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get to dive into the fact that some states, and we kind of talked a little bit off, off air and maybe a little on, but... Um, some states are allowing you to lay off your employees on a temporary basis right for- and as soon as you do that they're eligible for unemployment yeah um, right that's an option for some places right now Sandra and wanted to share that to I know yeah. she wanted she wanted to share that but unfortunately like it, it, it didn't happen but that's that's something that might be an option for you for your center um, and I think what's it, if I were in that place, where had to do that. I think one of the most important messages is telling the employees like, this is temporary. We want you back, but we need, this is the way that we can help you right now. Yeah. Um, and it hurts and it's really hard to tell people that, but if you don't have the cushion and can't afford it to pay somebody, you know, while you're closed, yeah. um, I'm thankful our guy only works one day a week right now, but if, yeah. if With it was 27
3: that, people, I can't, you, you know, can't, you can, and you can't pick certain. You can't pick some over the other. You know, so it's yeah. it's definitely an yeah. all or nothing thing with me. And um, I did investigate yeah. the whole unemployment option because uh, mm-hmm. I'm in two different states. So mm-hmm. I do think that's an option, and that's probably you know something that I'll exercise tomorrow, at least in terms of informing everybody to go in that direction. But at the same time, I'm hoping it's not four weeks, and you know. Right. But I know it's it's just a good it's option hard. to have. So. Yeah. God,
1: this this is so hard. And it's so helpful to have you guys and to have each other and all the Float Center owners to bounce on each other, you know. So
3: Drew, you might have to take us all in at some point. Come
2: on over. Then- we'll have some fun, Gloria. I know we would.
1: <laughs> I know. I really need to make a trip out
3: there. This this is the right time. <laughs>
1: Nobody on the highway. <laughs> I'm going to Jersey. <laughs> you know, New, yes, New Hampshire is We'll New stop Hampshire. in Jersey New and then we'll hit New Hampshire. Yes. No, I don't want to stop in Jersey. We're just going to fly out, is that okay? My commercial flight will be a private no. jet. Come on <laughs> yes. out.
2: Yes.
0: Myself. Nope.
2: Uh, yeah, we're gonna if if we end up having this float conference and everything mm. comes comes back out on all okay on the other side, it's gonna be a fun <laughs> one this year. Dude, it's wow. a big let loose one.
0: There will be stories. It, <laughs> oh
2: my yeah. There will be stories, you yeah. guys.
1: There will be stories. Maybe we, Gloria, we need to chat about that and start working with our teams to uh, work on some stories.
3: I was like already thinking about uh, our next meeting. So
1: yeah, yeah, lots to talk about. For yeah, sure. hang in
2: there, guys. Try to stay yeah. positive. Yeah. I, I do think things positive. are so bad that everyone needs help,
1: That's and right. I think
2: we will get it in the short term. Um, long-term. I don't know. But also uh, to follow up Kim on that SBA loan, I'm, I'm about to fill that out tomorrow, even though I don't Mm -hmm. need it. And I'm getting, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to apply for what I can just in case, because if really, if shit hits the fan, I lose my float center, then I'm going to do everything I can to try to keep it alive. So um, there's going to be a lot of bureaucratic stuff going on. And (laughs) I guess my recommendation is if you think that might be an option for you, get right on it.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And check with your own city and your state government. Cause I know the city of Chicago just sent something to all the businesses today. That's a special financing program that they're doing some kind of economic injection for certain businesses. I don't know who applies, but I think most cities are going to have at least the big cities are going to have something like that to protect the businesses in their city. You got
1: it. Knock on wood. Big deal.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: I shared a quote earlier today on one of my pages. Um, when the dream is big enough, we find a way to get through the tough times. Nice. And I like that. I don't think there's any bigger dream than what we're all doing for float centers. Nice. You know, it's, it's what we do.
0: All right. Perfect. What better note to go out on. Thank you, Kim. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you guys. Wow. Uh, geez. There, there are certain times that having a podcast feels so good. And tonight, not only does it feel so good to see you guys, it feels important. This feels like a really important discussion to be having, and we are also isolated. I think our listeners will get to join out on, on this podcast, and maybe they have to hit the pause button and shout what their opinion is over <laughs> myself or Drew or whatever, and, and then keep listening. But that's what this is. It's a community discussion, and it feels important right now. It's really wild. Um, I hope that we brought up some points that are germane to other people and their businesses. I, I think everything is really important right now, all, the, all these bits of information. Um, so yes, um, as always, uh, keep your hearts filled with, with love and reach out to, um, the people that you aren't in contact with physically right now. FaceTime them. FaceTime if you have grandparents, if you have parents, extended family and friends, see their faces, talk to them, communicate with them and and share your love with them. It's what keeps us all alive and, and connected and breathing. So it's really important. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, a few other thanks. Um, of course, thank you for listening during this time. Hopefully you've got some extra time to listen to an, an, an extra long episode of us, uh, sharing all of our feels and what we're going through. Um, it seems like you might just have some extra time. Uh, thanks to those of us, uh, those of you supporting us on Patreon. Of course. Um, I was overwhelmed with how many people ended up subscribing to uh, video and athletes, uh, shoots as well. Um, really super cool i think i wasn't super clear about the fact that a lot of these athlete shoots will never be resold uh, due to um, uh, contract agreements some of them they won't be going out for a year to be resold so um, if you're interested in targeting athletes uh, you definitely want to sign up for that on the patreon it'll be more expensive um, buying them a la carte in the future anyway i just I, i think our patreon is a really good deal for people it helps support the show, and it helps support your business, in my opinion, um, from the resources that you get from it. Artofthefloat.com, or excuse me, patreon.com forward slash Float. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to Float Away. Uh, Float Away has been supporting this podcast from episode number one. They, they believed in this idea of reaching out to people weekly, uh, providing them with updates on, um, you know, whether it's researchers or our own personal insights and, and expertise, bringing on experts uh, so thank you so much for Floataway for supporting the show during this time obviously they make a real incredible suite of float tanks go to www.floataway.com to check out what those are and all the technologies that they're working on definitely say hello from us to them love jenny and colin and, uh, gosh, are there any, Kim, am I missing anything? Oh gosh. I do. I say that every time. Am I missing anything? Oh yeah. Thank you, Kim, for writing the show notes. <laughs> got a little insight to how much uh, work goes into that tonight. So thanks for taking the live notes and then truncating that and editing that into what we see every week. By the way, if it's only two sentences, uh, Kim was out that week and I wrote it. So I apologize. for the terms. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, we got to cut this episode down because, uh, I gotta get to editing this one. This one is gonna be fun. So uh,
3: it's, yeah,
0: as always, it's beefy. Love it's each full other. Full of
1: heart. It's full of heart. You can't edit heart in life. Lots of dog it. life,
3: <laughs> baby life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's full of life. Uh,
0: and oh, I love life. you guys. Love you guys.
1: <laughs>
0: Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night.